0: Hey everyone, welcome to Librarians Assemble, your premier audio resource for all things libraries and comics. As always, I'm your host Josh Stone. For all you new listeners out there, first of all, thank you for stopping by. Second of all, Librarians Assemble is a podcast dedicated to librarians and comics. Librarians from across the country and from different library backgrounds will stop by and talk about the events they do at their library, as well as books they're reading, collection development tips, and pretty much anything else we think of along the way. Today I'm joined by Monty, he's a young adult librarian from the Miami area. Monty and I discuss a lot of fun program ideas revolving around comics, not just for teens or kids, but for everyone. We'll also touch on the importance of engaging your community, especially during economic downtimes. For those not familiar, a few years back, Miami libraries were under constant attack from local politicians, looking for what they thought would be an easy way to save money. Instead, the community helped save the libraries, and programs like the ones we talk about in this episode really really helped create that support for libraries. So anyway, before we get started, you know what I gotta say. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe our show. I cannot stress enough how much that will help us. It doesn't have to be on iTunes, it can be wherever you listen. We're on Stitcher and Player FM, and probably a few other places I don't even know about. Also, please follow the show on Twitter. Our handle is just at Assemble Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash librariansassemble. If you want to chat, you can always email me. The email address is librariansassemble at gmail.com. Finally, the website is, if you're following the trend here, the website is librariansassemble.com. There you'll find back episodes as well as show notes where I'll list things like the books people talk about or any web resources people have talked about on the show before all right so that covers all that we got a really long show so i don't want to take up too much time too much more time i should say all right so let's check in on monty Hey everyone, welcome back to Librarians Assemble. Today I am with Monty. He's a young adult librarian down in the Miami area. And an all-around super cool nerd who is going to bring us a lot of great information. I can't even begin to talk about how excited I am to talk to Monty today. Once we started talking and I found out some of the stuff he does, I think this is going to be... If they, do they give out awards for podcasts? Because they better... Go ahead and get the award ready for this episode. So Monty, thank you for coming around, and no pressure, by the way. But you need to win an award now.
1: No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, So thank you. And before we even get to start, I want to say thank you to David, who yeah, introduced us. Dave, the first
0: guest of Librarians (laughs) Assemble. Yeah, put us. Gave me your name. Um, So yes, thank you so much. Good call on Dave's part. I. When we start talking, like I just said a minute ago, we're going to cover some good stuff today, man. I don't generally listen to my podcasts after I do them, but I might listen to this one. (laughs) All right, Monty. So before we get started, why don't you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what your role is at your library?
1: All right. Well, I'm currently the Young Adults Librarian for the Southgate Regional Library, which is part of the Miami-Dade Public Library System. Mm -hmm. Now. I've been in the system since uh, back in 2006 as a page. Mm -hmm. And then I started that in 2008 full-time while I was in library school as an L1 librarian. Real quick, let me interrupt. Where would you get get your MLS from? Um, From the University of South Florida. Okay. You're
0: a U.S. Because here in Florida, we have two, for those listening outside of the state, we have two schools that offer MLS degrees. We got the University of South Florida and we got my alma mater, Florida State University. So I was just, I was just. Oh,
1: had I known that, I would have not bothered. I know, a, right? A, a I never, yeah, I
0: never tell people right away. I know, I know how some people are. I mean, it's it's okay, it's fine. You went to USF. It, it's good. Um, FSU is a great school, just a great education. I got. No, I'm just teasing with you. Good, good. So what else you got going on there?
1: So aside from all that, <laughs> um, I've worked at various branches, from regionals to small little closet branches. Um, I've done pretty much everything, children's, uh, young adults, and, uh, of course, uh, young adults, I mean adults, but I've been luckily enough to find a way to get into young adult services wherever I am. That's awesome, so, yeah. And that's, yeah, so in case you didn't pick up on that yet, we're going to be talking a lot
0: about young adult programming, maybe even some young adult title recommendations along the way. So Uh this is, you know, for all you young adult librarians out there, this one's for you. Uh If you're not a young adult librarian, this is still, I I am not. I am an adult services librarian and I'm like some good program ideas, whether you, however you tailor them, got some good programming ideas. So as a Miami librarian, um, (laughs) how, were you around for the, uh, we're going to shut down all the Miami libraries? thing oh like,
1: was i ever was that, yeah that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you I, okay. I was even laid off from it too oh shit oh sorry oh so, man <laughs> yeah so that's but you're back that wasn't fun but you're that back. was in 2011 that that's i got okay i was out. trying to remember when
0: that was it was not yeah I didn't think it was that long
1: ago yeah and so how was got the... hired back in 2012 so <laughs> that's good almost a year being unemployed was not fun oh man uh so, Sorry so and what is the state of
0: of libraries in miami right now how's how's the health of it how's it going
1: well that's the weird thing things improved in 2013 or at least we thought things were heading up in the right way but mm-hmm. we were coming to basically another budget shortfall mm-hmm. but the commissioners had voted to make sure that the millage um, was going to be enough to preserve the library as uh, status quo, meaning mm-hmm. no one's going to be laid off and so forth. Yeah. And really, 2014 is where we got basically a little bit more of a millage raise and we got things back in place. Uh, we've got Umedia, which is a brand new kind of like high tech lab for teens down in mm-hmm. South Day, where I am. So a lot of things have been implemented um, as far as digital services. Uh, I mean, Umedia came in through a, a night foundation. Yeah, Knight foundation. That. Yeah, yeah. So that became part of our curriculum, so to speak, mm, yeah. because North Date had it, and they really wanted to push for South Date, and I'm glad they did. So it's an, a good thing that all these programs are coming finally, mm-hmm. and we're kind of playing catch-up <coughs> still. Even yeah, after so a couple I, of years, we're still playing catch-up.
0: Yeah, and I, I wanted to bring that up as a prelude into what you're doing with your your program. So all most of the programs we're going to talk about is happening in have happened either in that window or in the recovery mm-hmm. of this. Yep. And they're all great ideas. And so keep in mind, even even a library system that serves serves an area like Miami, one of the largest cities in the country, let alone the state, you know, when its library system is faced with just complete upheaval and complete like uncertainty they were still able to do programs like this so there is always a way around i know sometimes it's hard for people to remember that i know it's hard for me sometimes to remember that mm-hmm. my my system is lucky enough to be pretty stable based on the way we did you know different taxes for ourselves a long time ago right we mm-hmm. were l- luckily able to avoid a lot of the hassles that some of the other library systems saw but you know whether it's you know an administration that's hesitant to go for change or financial reasons, there's always great ways to work around stuff. So,
1: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Any programs that I've always done really cost next to nothing. It's more of the ingenuity and what resources you have and make things happen that way. So, again, it's a a low-cost approach that as long as you have someone who's willing to put in the time and just – you can make this happen very easily. Mm-hmm. So it's not a question about, you know, oh, can we afford this? Yes, you can. It's just the time and the manpower. That's all. Uh, yeah. So
0: let's start off by talking about an idea that I always want to do. Mm-hmm. Actually, two of the programs we're going to talk about right off the bat are two I always want to do, but I've yet to do. So this first one I've yet to do because of my own inabilities to do anything artistic. I couldn't draw my way out of a paper bag if I tried. So you did did a make-your-own-comic-book program. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Okay. The idea was having the library be the place in which if you couldn't draw, you can find someone who could draw because you could write or vice versa. So we would pair off teens. That was always the goal. You can always find someone to work with. And whatever that idea would be, you would create your comics together. So when I worked at International Mall, this is going back in 2008, um, there was uh, a paraprofessional, his name was Arnold, and we kind of worked together on this idea. Because if we're going to do on how to create your own comics, we need to actually go through the process of making our own comic. So there was this one time that he's looking out the window, and his hand is clasped behind his back and he had he kind of looked like anakin skywalker from <laughs> attack of the clones mm-hmm. uh in episode two so i'm like oh for some reason this had to start about doing a star wars story mm-hmm. but it was called star wars jedis versus aliens so <laughs> like aliens was like awesome. the movie franchise aliens from the, exactly awesome <laughs> so we came up with the whole story idea I drew this. I mean, I wrote the script. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic artist. I mean, he does free drawing like nobody's business. So, mm-hmm. we we did this little project together, and basically, from his drawings, all I did was just scan whatever pictures that he drew, mm-hmm. and once I had that um, already saved, I uploaded to my I think my my phone or some web-based app, in which I can add captions or tailor it so they look more like a comic book feel so from there i was able to then print out like eight and a half by tw- um, eight and a half by 11 pages of the comic itself in color i mean it's 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 okay but again using the library resources it's nothing fancy but it gets the mm-hmm. point across of what you can do
0: and so you were doing and, this without the U Media lab correct because this right, is made exactly. so Right, exactly. So this is like not even a gleam and a die for the library. <laughs> and for I don't, I don't. I mean, we touch on it a little bit, but real quick, U Media is. You guys have two of them now, right? Right. Northgate yeah. is the first location. They're like makerspaces. exactly. Yeah, but more, you ha- yours is more, more tech based, based, right? And more, and yeah. certainly more team based. Yes. Okay. No Good.
1: Okay, and then I made it so that I could fit all the pages onto one page and make it into a small little mini comic book. So it was a way in which I can manipulate that, again, just using the word document on your computer, adding the images in a certain way, flip them around, and then print it out. And then voila, you have your own mini comic book. So again, it was a learning experience that I had to go through. In order for me to say, you guys can do this very easily. You guys can do a hell of a lot better than we can do. <laughs> but the idea was have the idea and we can make it work somehow mm. and get it out there. Um, and even then, in 2008, there was a source that you can put it online in which you could have then a digital comic. Oh, cool. So again, th- it was all for free. There was no, no cost involved mm. other than. Taking the time and figuring it out how you can make something work on a different format. Very awesome. And so when since I did... like playing with tech,
0: that was it. Awesome. So when you did your your program at your library, mm-hmm. what? Um, so you, the kids would pair off themselves? Or how many, like, talk about how the, the program actually went down. How did it go down as far as scanning these things for these kids, printing them out? Do you remember the name of the program you happen to use? Or I mean, there, at this point, there's so many options out there.
1: No, again, it's whatever scanner you have. Okay, so you all you really need to do. Scanner. is Okay. Right. So um, and then later on um, with my iPad, there's a, a app. I think it's called Comic Creator. Mm-hmm. I think you pay like a dollar ninety nine, and that one you're able to do a lot more comic page layouts. Mm-hmm add captions and do a lot more cool stuff with the the artwork itself. So from there I was able to do like a, a saved image and mm-hmm. then put it onto a word document. So it's kind of a cool. back and forth process. Mm-hmm. So and so again, were
0: you when you were doing your the program with the kids, were they were you handling the tech stuff for them or were you having them do it like did you have computers set up that they could do that stuff on as well? How did that how did that end up going?
1: It's just again Whatever process they, whatever were they at. wanted to do, okay. So, if they already had artwork, then let's go to the scanner and start working on getting uh, that saved as a JPEG and sure. then either put it to, um, onto a Word document or cool. just let's see where we can put the captions or what do we want to add as a color scheme to awesome. highlight or you know make it monochromatic or you know give it a different tint, whatever it is you wanted to do. Again, cool. nothing fancy, mm-hmm. it was just the whole point was get into the, the uh, mindset of the big picture. You have an yes. idea. We found a way how you can produce it. So did you make them you all
0: read Scott McCloud's book before they came in?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's more on my part. But it was again, um, using that as a resource, it definitely helped yeah. me to understand, you know, the, the whole breakup of the, of the comic panel mm. and spacing as well as, because I've had some script writing before, so it was kind of mm-hmm. easier for me to write a comic script. Yeah artwork is beyond nice. me, but I can that buy that. for me either. <laughs> so it was just one of those options that I'm like, okay, later on, you know, after this all happened, what if in a situation you don't have kids that mm-hmm. know how to write? I mean, not how to write, but how to drop. Yeah. Well, I was able to find other options. Again, just playing around with what I had in which I can take pictures of my action figures. Yeah. And I use a monitor at work, which was a flat screen, so it's very, like, no reflection. Mm -hmm. So I would put figures in front of it against a background, take a picture of that, and then upload that and add captions to that as Mm -hmm. well. So again, you can easily do this Mm -hmm. with, with limited resources and still come up with a creative story or... Um, I think Bitstrips is another one which is all web-based mm-hmm. and you can create your own characters because it's fairly easy to do and then you can on story and then again it, we have all these different technologies at no cost. Yeah. It's just a matter of you playing with them and then hey kids why try this if you can't find someone to draw then you can do it yourself this way and That's awesome. It works. Yeah, great ideas, great ideas.
0: So um what was the um the age range for your particular one i mean it sounds that sounds like a program you can do with pretty much any age ranges but for your yeah particular what were you dealing with
1: well it was again anywhere from like 14 to 18 Cool. but okay. i had younger kids like in mm-hmm. age eight yeah but with that i kept it even more simpler mm-hmm. i was just talking about um the comic book book itself, uh-huh. what makes it a floppy, the panels, the splash page, and then have them put together their own little small book of instructions on how to create their own comics. So I kind of kept it yeah. as simple as that, but at least got them interested, at least in the progression of, if you like comics, start thinking comics in your head mm-hmm. visually, because that's what really helped me when I was growing up. Writing and reading is because of the comics. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't read like, any textbook whatsoever growing mm-hmm. up. But comics, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that I was could a big 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the so day.
0: one of the... Yeah, right. So <laughs> one of the other programs you've done, and we've talked to a few other people on the show who've done their own little mini Comic Cons at their library. Yes. One of those people is a guy we have mentioned already, Dave. Dave did yes. one down in the Miami area that worked with free comic book day and you Uh did one as well but you guys took different approaches right that's i'm really excited for this one because i think your approach is pretty beneficial for those who may not be close to a local comic shop or might Uh have you know more strict rules with their admin about administration about working with local businesses because i remember dave little throwback to episode one um, Dave actually worked with a local comic shop, and they helped provide comics for him. So tell us how you went about organizing your mini Comic Con for Free right. Comic Book Day.
1: All right. So first thing you always do is, well, how can I find out more information? I Googled it on Free Comic mm-hmm. Book Day, and I found out who actually handles this, and now it's Diamond Distributors. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones oh, okay. that I'm I... am sorry, I, I, just, I,
0: I was mixing up a couple of things there. I'm sorry. This is your free comic book day, and then I want to talk about your mini That's
1: okay. Comic. No, my bad, my bad. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all together. Yeah. It's all together. Okay. So I contacted them directly, um, like a couple of months before, I guess the application was going to happen, because mm-hmm. you had to submit a certain questionnaire of whatever you are going to do for that event, and mm-hmm. that was it. It wasn't really lengthy or difficult to do. My fault was... Even though I I let them know ahead of time I was interested, they said contact them back at a certain time. And I missed that window almost by a full month. Luckily, my contact (laughs) was so cool. She was able to save some comics for me and so got them for her. And I was like ecstatic because it was a good collection of comics. But over the years, I'm kind of a hoarder in this, Mm -hmm. but any donations we get... If I find good graphic novels, I hold on to them, any Mm -hmm. floppies, whatever it is. So I wasn't really hurting for comics, but I would love to have new comics, and they were tremendously helpful to do that. So when
0: you worked with Diamond for the free Mm -hmm. comic book day, were they the same comics that were available to the comic shops or how,
1: how exactly. Was, okay. exactly okay exactly cool. so anywhere else you got the exact same comics awesome. ours were going to be whatever was left over but mm-hmm. the exact same comics
0: so that was a good thing very neat so what did you do for this event Were did you tie this in with the comic con or was this something Like, what did you do with the Free Comic Book Day?
1: Because I did this two years in a row. Okay. The second year is where I was looking to promote my little Comic-Con event, Mm -hmm. which is going to be, like, a couple months after Free Comic Book Day, which is going to be in May. So I try to tie it in so that—and, again, this is going to floor a Supercon because— I was going to say, when you you were, like, a couple months after him, like, so you went in July?
0: You did yours up against Supercon? (laughs)
1: No, we went the week before. Okay, very cool. In conjunction with, because I didn't want to go afterwards because, like, no one's going to show up. (laughs) So why not do it the week before? Because, one, my branch at the time was right on the beach. Mm -hmm. And it was literally, like, a couple of blocks away from the convention center. So, And this is when
0: Supercon moved to the Miami Beach location, right?
1: From Miami Airport Hotel to now the Miami Beach Convention Center so it made perfect sense for us to do our own comic-con now if you ever gone to the beach or, or tried <laughs> to get into yeah, that area set the stage for these people here
0: <laughs> so i had i was going to but yeah somebody needs to set the stage for non-south florida especially non-miami people.
1: yeah i you know when i got hired back i was excited to take any assignment and mm-hmm. luckily i got miami beach like i'm not going to complain because of the commute or having to deal with the traffic, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a job for a year. Yeah, absolutely. But after a while, I'm like, my God, this really sucks. <laughs> because <laughs> I have no free parking, mm-hmm. like a parking lot, what like a normal library would have. We have to park on the streets, yeah. competing with, I think, three construction crews around the library itself. So no matter what time of the day you got there, you would never find parking. Nope. And then on top of all that, getting there is always a nightmare because there's always construction everywhere. Mm -hmm. So the fact that... Miami is
0: perpetually under construction.
1: Yeah, but the beach is even worse. Even worse, yes. Because God forbid it rains real heavily, you're Uh you're screwed. You're like literally on an island by yourself because traffic is a nightmare. (laughs) Um, So the fact that... I got as many people as I did, which is about 80-plus people, Mm -hmm. to come to the beach on a Saturday that found parking and still paid for it. Paid for parking. They paid paid for
0: parking, parking, came to the library. This is Miami Beach. This is a place where there is nothing but other stuff to do than go to the library. And you got 80-plus people to come to your Comic-Con. That is so impressive. When I... When I was reading about this, I was just... The jealousy was strong with me, man. Like, I was like, oh, my God.
1: You know, and and, and in fairness, because we had a good relationship with Mike Broder, mm-hmm. who, who runs, runs yeah. Florida Supercon, he helped us out having a... A table there the week after mm-hmm. to do um, our our outreach, mm-hmm. but he also gave us tickets to help you know as giveaways. He awesome. gave us some cool giveaways that that I still remember, um, great comic books and artworks. So I'm like, he was super super cool to help us because he was a big supporter of the library and mm-hmm. he did whatever he could, uh, even help promote us. On, through his social network, so we got people from Fort Lauderdale coming down to see us on the beach. That's you awesome. know, again. yeah.
0: That, I mean, that's for those not from the area. That's yeah, not a easy drive.
1: Yeah, um, but the goal that I had in mind because I've done, I've gone to myself myself uh, uh, many conventions in mm-hmm. which, okay, how would I do this? on a scale that is manageable. Mm-hmm. So I pared it down to the very basics. You had presenters, you had gaming, you had anime, and giveaways. Okay. And that, okay. that was the goal in mind. So since I had comics left over from Recomic Comic Book Day, mm-hmm. that built in easily with the giveaways. Um, and then I got some grant money because the Miami Beach uh, Cultural um, Organization gave us a grant every year so money was able to pay for presenters so i had one lady um, who i worked with before and she dressed up as an andorian <laughs> painted herself blue mm-hmm. her name is sandy Thorbin actually she's in *Truckers* too and like a brief shot but you'll <laughs> see her somewhere so i i like i brought her aboard just because i wanted just in case no one else got dressed up, at least she had some yeah. kind of presence of mm-hmm. you know this is still fun to be in. Um, I got someone to do a presentation on cosplaying, okay. And then I contacted the Miami a Science Fiction Film Fan. No, the Science Fiction Film Festival of Miami. Okay. Um, this organization has uh, at that time it was like its second or third year running. And I got them to do a presentation, and we watched a steampunk short film. Oh, cool. Um, And it was just fantastic. And I did a short little presentation, which is similar to what I would do on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And like a couple of quick topics, you know, talking about. So, here we saw, you know, the latest episode of Arrow and. Mm-hmm. Which was a bad idea because no one clapped for anything about Arrow. I'm like, oh. no. even I'm the then, no one was clapping Arrow. for Arrow. <laughs> Nobody. I'm like,
0: it had a it had a good season or two in it, right? People, come on.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like the third bad season. It was like the second season, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that was the good
0: one, right? Yeah, the second <laughs> season was the good one.
1: So I'm like, oh my god. So I'm moving on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so at least I was able to emcee this, and we had you know we had good giveaways. Mm-hmm. So, um. My daughter helped me out and she manned the anime room okay. upstairs. <laughs> so that was her thing. And then we had a separate section for gaming, which was just a simple Wii console uh-huh. on a projector. So it wasn't anything extravagant. It was just, again, if you didn't want to do anime, you could do gaming. If you mm-hmm. want to do the presentation, you had something to do at all times. Um, you even had, uh, because there was some reading uh, program, uh-huh. uh, a character jerk, artists who can sketch you like for free in oh, like cool. a couple of minutes so everyone there pretty much got a free portrait done That's so cool.
0: that and was amazing did did you guys you guys paid for him to come in what did that come out of the he same? was
1: part of the, the the library system so it was part oh, of our part, programming oh, look at that. so in if i was going to say how much was his cost Three hundred dollars, and that was a hundred dollars because of the three performers. Mm-hmm. Cosplay awesome. presentation.
0: So, who, so mm-hmm. the cosplay person you had that was an outside person. We have a lot of, we have a lot of cool cosplay people down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Who, who? Do you mind asking me asking who came
1: in? Um, that's the thing. She keeps changing her name, and I'm like, I want to stop calling her different names. But at the time, she was going by Lollipop. Oh, okay. L A. L I Pop. Hmm, But her her real name is Lena. Okay. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. But okay. But she's from Miami Lakes. Yeah. So, and I, again, was having to look through Facebook and Mm -hmm. I saw her profile for for some reason. And I'm like, oh, so she did a lot of artwork. And like, that's where I just contacted her. I was like, can you do some kind of presentation? Because I looked all, I loved all the pictures she's done. Yeah, there's
0: a, um, there's one person for all i know it's the same one but Mm -hmm. there's one person that i've seen at a few of our conventions who's just super sweet we've been to a couple of her presentations i think her name is zipper tan she's been Mm -hmm. at the miami ones and she also comes to our local ones here in palm beach county so that's what that's what i was wondering because she's really she's really good like if you're in the south florida area and you are putting on a con and you want to do something about cosplay i think she'd be a great person to reach out to
1: I yeah, because I, put,
0: I will probably reach out to her soon as I'm planning <laughs> on doing some kind of convention, probably this year at one of our branches at the online yeah, library I work for.
1: <laughs> that is like the easiest type of programming to do because mm-hmm. it's just uh, a collection of stuff you'd probably be doing anyway, but yeah. it's just all one day. So you had the best of both worlds. I mean, low cost entertainment, but high value. So um, how long
0: did your I, program run for the entire day? Was it just a couple hours? Like how
1: I think it was about for 5 hours long.
0: Okay. So and this was on a Saturday, so it's probably roughly on time a Saturday. Yeah. yeah, okay. Very good. And a so week
1: before you
0: when know. you made like publicity for this, did you have like a schedule of events that you printed out so people knew when certain giveaways were going to happen or was it more well, that's like the
1: draw or I had raffles? At the end or the beginning of each presentation. Okay. Plus, we had giveaways at the very beginning, and then those who stayed were free to take everything else that was not taken. Oh my god, I do so, that to my
0: programs all the time. Like, if you're still here, man, just take whatever I got.
1: Exactly. Just take the bags. I don't don't look through them. Don't pick and choose. Just take it. Just take it oh. all. Go.
0: You earned it. You <laughs> stuck with me for the past for the entire program. You earned it.
1: Right. So, again, keeping in mind of the time, uh, the the type of programming you wanted to have. So I've had enough experience to kind of make sure that it was flexible enough, that if there needs to be a change, you had that. And basically, it was just between, honestly, my daughter Mm -hmm. doing the anime, myself and one other person doing crowd control. We were (laughs) able to manage over two floors. That's good. Those whole events.
0: Yeah. That's cool too. It's interesting because you have, you know, like though your layout sounds like it's it's a lot potentially more unmanageable. You know, like like how am I supposed to keep track of all these people? But it also seems like for the for the patrons, for the you know con goers, it seems like it could be more fun for them. They're like, oh, we get to walk around. And if you're trying to sell this to your you know managers or administration or anybody, you could be like, this is a great way for people to. Go to different sections of the library that they may not go to right and you know otherwise so that sounds pretty oh, cool
1: that was, that was the other thing I forgot to mention mm-hmm. um, I had um, tons and tons and tons of leftover um, hacky sacks <laughs> so I had a section in my young adult section with paper cover the tables in which they can decorate their own hacky sacks oh cool so if you didn't want anything else to do and you just want to do that you're free to do it as much That's as you like so, man. i can't believe it's what year did this take place and there's
0: yeah Haki-sacks. exactly oh, and we
1: still god. have them
0: oh my god good hey, good on you <laughs> hacky sack you're sticking around
1: yeah okay so or just being your friends with it and you know that kind yeah, of yeah
0: you know you, you may not use them for the reason they they were <laughs> intended for but whatever man they're still around exactly um okay so do you have anything else you'd like to say about the comic con before we move on you said you had about eighty people. You ended up. How did you? Um, how did you end up working with with Mike, the the Florida Supercon guy? Was that something that like just kind of organically came around, or like was he already a library well, user? Or did you reach out to him?
1: Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, um, one of our librarians, John, uh, like I say his last name just in case, no, um, was able to get in contact with Mike mm-hmm. um, about getting a table for that july uh first through the fourth weekend uh to do outreach because again we were yeah in kind of a desperate need to get the word out about the library possibly losing more funding so he was able to give us
0: at that at that particular one i think i remember seeing you guys i
1: I, I was there almost every single day (laughs) yeah i think
0: i uh, yeah i think i remember seeing you guys you guys had like 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 a really big library card or something. I forget what it was now.
1: But Yeah. yeah. So we had library superheroes. Yeah. A male and female. Then we had um the big library card that we would go around and have yeah. people take pictures them. With, with them. And then David would go to the celebrities mm-hmm. and get them to hold the, the mm-hmm. card and he did a great work with that. Yeah, yeah, I think with, you guys that day. But anyway, go ahead. So with John, um I was able to kind of get the contact information from Mike and find out about what we can do about the the con because I'm like, well, I can use some help with some giveaways in return. I can help promote your stuff because we're right there. And it was kind of like a no brainer. But again, it was not about so much about don't worry about it, helping him. He was more about helping us. So that was someone that I'm just grateful for because Without him, we wouldn't have those couple of passes we were able to give away for those mm-hmm. who attended. Uh, and, again, the giveaways they were able to give us was fantastic. I mean, that's a, I mean so that, uh,
0: giving away tickets to the event itself is just, an, like, that's super generous on his part. And, uh, I mean, that's a great prize to go to a library. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, like, I'm not saying this to be, like, I'm not trying to say Supercon is too expensive. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's expensive to go to any con. You know, like you right, can run a family, you know, easily in like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. just to get just in. Just to get in, yeah. So I mean, right. that that was that was a really sweet deal you guys got on that. I'm really, really impressed, and it got my so, wheels turning because we have a local con down here from a guy um, who's also a huge supporter. We always go to PalmCon every year as our library. So yeah, that, you got my wheels turning. I hope other people's wheels are turning yeah. right now too.
1: And basically, at the end of the day, that message was. <clears throat> If you like this program that we did for free, yeah. Then you need to support the library. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. need to support us. Yeah. And the support came two years in a in a row, the support came every single year. Very good. You know, I even got to speak in front of the commissioners too in on my behalf. But you know, the support from the public really was there for us. So That's good. It, it's yeah, one I mean, of those we definitely need that as a library. Kind of, yeah, we need to continue doing this
0: more. Awesome. So, speaking of talking in front of people, you've given yeah. some presentations at various library conferences regarding comic books and podcasting, which we'll get into in a little bit. So, yeah. you did you did a presentation about making comic books, like the program we talked about a little bit ago, correct?
1: Yeah, and... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. So, so, basically, bad. it was just a matter of... <coughs> Sorry, I got the frog in my throat. Hey. <coughs>
0: You're talking it, to the right Kermit. person. You know, you know we had to reschedule this from our original time because I had yeah, nothing but frogs
1: in my throat. So I understand. So so it was just more of hey, you know, I've got all this information mm-hmm. and talk about this fairly quickly. I mm-hmm. I was able to put it into a quick presentation um and i've only had like five minutes to kind of talk about that oh, you but did one of, you did one of those lightning round ones lightning rounds one mm-hmm. but i was really happy with even with those five minutes mm-hmm. the amount of attention that that's i got what, yeah, from and
0: that's that's what i want to know like what was the what how was how was that received what kind of feedback did you get after that
1: more so with the instead of the podcast which i was okay but a lot more interest about how to do free comics or how to do your own comics and Mm -hmm. i'm like again you didn't have to learn how to draw if you didn't know how to write well we got books on that but it was more of giving the kid the tools with free apps free programs that you can find online that were web-based so there was never a concern about you have to download this or you need to get administration to approve on this because Mm -hmm. this is everyday access so i just gave information on how you can do this too so like i said bit strips was to make your own comics online if you didn't know how to draw but you could just move things around um taking pictures with toys was another example that yeah, i, I like really to good do yeah yeah so and, and and it's because of um wizards magazines that i had that idea because i used to love the little scenes that they would do and they were hysterical with their figures i remember oh my god Um,
0: those are coming back to me now for our young listeners out there there was a time (laughs) there were these things you know how you read comic books and they're kind of like a little book there used to be these things called magazines in the world and one of those magazines was dedicated to comic books and it was called wizard world Mm -hmm. And what they still do conventions though, right? Like they're not they're they, not Yeah, the
1: they're, conventions are big. Yeah. It's but just the, the magazine magazine is
0: no longer with us. Yeah. No, like many. Like Starlog. Like so many <laughs> magazines are no longer with us. Especially Geek magazines. Yeah.
1: Although Geek magazine is still running. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I meant like just in general, like that genre yeah. of magazines. But yeah, yeah, that one yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean there's there are still like sometimes i'll make my way over to a magazine section in a bookstore and st- i'm amazed at how many are still going on
1: right but, in this day and age yeah like oh my oh my lord but, but you know like for you, them. Them. <laughs> i'm sure you just like read it and like okay thanks <laughs> we'll
0: <leave it> there. <laughs> no because i used to be a serials librarian uh-huh. so like i really do appreciate magazines i know it sounds like, like i'm taking, you a, would buy them? taking a crap on them but um, no, I, I wouldn't buy them, but I wouldn't read them for free either. Like it was like this okay. moral line in the sand I drew for myself. I'm like, <laughs> listen, if you want to know what's inside there, you're going to have to buy it. And then I'd be like, I guess right. I don't want to know what's inside there. And I'd walk away.
1: <laughs> but there was no, a time. Don't, don't unwrap that. That's nope. for a reason. No, don't do it. Yeah.
0: No, there was a time when um, I was way more pretentious than I am now, which is saying mm. a lot. Um, and I would get like a lot of the, um, the literary magazine. Ah, okay. Um, but, God, you buy one literary magazine now and it
1: costs you as much as a whole book will, man. Those things are getting so pricey. Yeah. Holy so, magazine. yeah, oh God, I'm so, happy guys. for the digital resources that we get for the funny. library because I can not afford this. Oh,
0: I know. There's so many great digital resources right now for libraries. Okay, so that's cool about your your present. I know with those, especially those, like, lightning round type things that go on at, com- mm-hmm. at um, conferences, There's always like one or two standouts, and it sounds like you really got the people's attention with that comic book thing.
1: Yeah, because again, it was you're not looking at anything expensive, and you already have the source and you already have computers. So basically, as long as you had the kids there and you had the computers, it was a no brainer. So again, a a low cost or next to nothing cost for programming. So I'm all about using whatever you have to make Mm -hmm. things work for you especially for young adults yeah and it sounds like you were you know since you were talking about
0: technology that pretty much everyone is familiar with it really helped get people interested in it because i've been in some some little tech lightning round things where people are like they're talking about such esoteric technology or yeah. with like such like a limited audience that it like you can just see like, mm-hmm. there's a literal glaze just hanging over <laughs> everyone, like like yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts just opened up, and there's just dump mm-hmm. glaze on everyone
1: in there. I don't even know where I'm going with that metaphor. Anyway. No, but you should know your audience, too. Yeah, That's absolutely. A yeah, You know, we're there to present stuff that we're using every day, mm-hmm. so it, yeah. it was very, very valuable to, to pass it along. And so. you don't want to stand in front of a bunch of people
0: and take all this time to create something and have them mm-hmm. just tune you out, so it's it's good to have something that people are interested in
1: yeah all right so, and, and good and, and no, i was gonna say and then you know i've also and within that five minutes also was i was to include the whole the reason why i got into comics and to reading and become a librarian is because of comics Very cool. you know nice. that so it's important that no one really looks down on comics because for especially for boys like me growing up if you did not have a kid who read at least, you know, more or less, if he's into comics, yeah. he'll read on his own and he'll move to other things. So yeah, that's I mean, no lie,
0: much of what I know about science, like mm-hmm. to this day, sadly, comes from comes from <laughs> comic books. Like, I know most of it's not true, but I'm just saying, like, the terms, <laughs> you know, like... You learn terms that you're, like... Right, Because I remember, course. like, I would, you know, be, like, seven years old reading, like, these these words, like, just even the word Adam, when you're, like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell an Adam is. But right. then, like, then all of a sudden, like, you're in a class, and you're, like, you're learning about these, you know, these different science terms as you're a little mm-hmm. older, and then that brings you back. You're, like, oh, God, I remember that. Like, and then it starts, like, it makes science a little bit more interesting because you're, like, oh, man, I remember learning about, you know, mm-hmm. like... Spider-Man I mean, Spider Man had radioactive blood. And then you start learning about well, like, what, radio, what radioactive blood would really do to a person. You're like, oh, poor Spider-Man. Poor Spider-Man. <laughs> He's dead. Poor <sighs> Spider-Man had such a short, short lifespan. <laughs> there must have been a hundred Spider-Men. <laughs> Basically. That
1: was a whole clone series. Right oh,
0: there. poor clone series. Oh, what a 90s comic thing that was. Okay, so yeah. speaking of mm-hmm. comics and yes. what we read... And getting into reading, what are some comics you're reading right now that you'd like to recommend? It could be for kids, young adults, adults, dogs, cats, whatever.
1: Funny you should say that the cat part because there was <laughs> when I worked at Borders Bookshop, mm-hmm. there was a, a remainder book on how to train your cats how to read. So there will be, like, this picture book in front of this little makeshift uh, food ball. And the cats will be there. And I'm like, see, we can teach them how to read. They're looking. See? We can do it. (laughs) You can do it. Anything could be done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can do anything. But should we? No one stopped to ask if we should teach the cats to read. Yeah. That's that's the downfall. Once they learn how to read, yeah, we're all dead. (laughs)
1: It's not robots. It's cats. Listen,
0: as somebody with a cat, I will tell you right now, if that cat knew how to read, my life
1: would be miserable. There you go. (laughs) So so what are you reading right now? Speaking of Scott McCloud, I finished a couple months ago um, his, I guess, really big graphic novel called The Sculptor. Mm -hmm. And I I don't want to give too much away except that. As much as I love superheroes, it gets to be a point in which you've seen this before, Uh you've seen the big series that each year they're planning to do, the big tie-in for all the different magazines. It gets really boring. It gets monotonous. So there are times in which I kind of go off a different direction. Mm -hmm. And The Sculptor, basically, was one of those kind of books that really... I enjoyed this series so much It's because of because i'm getting older <laughs> and we uh, have time mm-hmm. i was able to feel a lot more with with the character because he basically is he's a struggling artist but he is given a couple of months to do this amazing artwork with his hands he can sculpt mm-hmm. anything and it's incredible <laughs> stuff but yet he's still not getting famous and he's falling in love so he's kind of time is ticking and he still has a lot to do and I'm always feeling like that so it's a great <laughs> book for me that I would highly recommend yeah. for someone who's going through sex same stuff that I am <laughs> but it, it, again I, I think it's such from the guy who wrote the book about understanding comics to yeah. me I think he understands the, the idea of comics and I was just really stuck to that and normally can you imagine
0: how like terrifying it must be to be scott mcleod and write an actual comic book (laughs) now right exactly Exactly. the pressure it's it's like what are you doing (laughs) like i would never do it i'd be like i'm done i'm done i can't do it
1: you kidding me it's like you talk a good game but can you actually yes he can so and i know a lot of reviews were not all that great but Mm -hmm. screw that as long as you get something out of the story that's That's all that matters the
0: most yeah i mean even the worst movie if it hits Mm -hmm. you in a certain way like i'm not even gonna lie i don't know why i'm telling a bunch of people i don't know right now this story but there was Mm -hmm. a time there was a there was a little movie that came out in the late 90s called playing god with david Duchovny and angelina jolie so right now you know that's a shit movie (laughs) um but for some reason it hit me when i was like a teenager and uh-huh. I loved that movie. I loved it. And for right. years, I would tell people, that's a great movie. I don't care. And then, like, I'd watch it. And as I got, every time I watched it, I'd be like, man, I'm so wrong about this movie. But <laughs> there was always something that I'd be like, well, like, I, could re- I would re- recognize what it was that I liked about uh-huh. the movie. So right. like, it's, you know, just because something is bad doesn't mean it doesn't have something good in it that will, uh-huh. to, will reach you. And whatever reaches you, especially if it's a book. If it's a book yeah. and you're reading something and it's expanding mm-hmm. your, your mind in any way, it's great. Right. All right. Do you have any other recommendations?
1: Um, I'm still reading on The Walking Dead, even okay. though the series has gone on forever and <laughs> ever. I'm right now where um, I think number 16, I think, in the series, which As, is actually parallel to what's or... happening in the trades, okay, which is happening right now on the series. Now, in the trades, so... do
0: you mean like? standard trade do you mean omnibus mm-hmm. trade like Not i can't omnibus. even i can't even keep up with the walking dead <laughs> <laughs> i hope you can hear my like exhaustion like there's it's okay. so many number this the numbering is out of control with the walking dead right now especially with the the um with the collections like from a yeah. from a collection development standpoint is
1: where this 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 yeah because is omnibus right just really ruins everything because you have to start over again <laughs> I and, know. and then you're like but we have these already <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: now it's all one book. One yeah. big book. And no. not one big book that could <laughs> kill a patron.
1: <laughs> that means there's more chances for the pages to get loose, and then you'll never be able to use that book. That's I can't all.
0: even tell you the rant I went on the other day. I, we got a new graphic novel, and I forget which one it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was, this, it was this massive book, and it wasn't even hardback. It was like a massive paper-bound book. Uh that like i was like this this spine like i can look at this spine and i can say to this book i'm about to open you and the spine is going to break like (laughs) who bought this book like who sells this book to libraries like let alone who
1: bought this book like shame on the person who sold this book to a library. which reminds me there was that book that JJ J. Abrams worked on. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. And it had, it was like a, a like a correspondence book. So I had all these little things yeah, that would had be so easily
0: misplaced. More, yeah. I'm like stop. Don't that's, that's not a book a library should buy. Like I get the appeal to it to, right, for In a bookstore. Yeah, but don't buy that for your library. That's a bad idea and you're a bad person if you do it.
1: So <laughs> or say like, it get now. into a, a mass market Paperback, so you don't care if you lose that. Uh huh. But not for thirty-five bucks, you know. No. Okay. Um My rant aside. All right. What else are you reading? <laughs> the other book that I, I highly recommend um, is one called Saga. By... Uh, yes. My occasional co-host is in love with Saga. <laughs> yeah. So that one, I had to thank my co-host, Mr. Gene, on, the, on my other podcast, mm-hmm. in which he introduced me to this and. Uh. He's been pushing me to read The Last Man, which uh, well, the Last Man*, which I haven't finished yet. But Saga, I got into immediately, and mm-hmm. I love Lion Cat. Um, <laughs> They're making a plushie he, of it, aren't
0: they? Aren't they making some kind of toy? I I don't saw some floating around not too I, long ago. I
1: cannot find any merchandise, but mm-hmm. luckily somehow he got me a sticker of Lion Cat, so oh, it's okay. on my laptop. And I'm like, it's such a great series. I'll talk about something that's really far out yes. and different. I, I cannot think of a more it's like watching Farscape after you've been watching Star Trek. It goes in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this Scorpius character? You know. But it has that kind of weird feel. You're not sure mm-hmm. what things are gonna be happening, but I'm like it is so much fun to read. So I I'm, I'm definitely on board on that. And then in general, you know, I again my favorite comics like growing up were like x-men and uh, the phoenix saga with Mm -hmm. you know chris claremont and i remember getting really upset when jane gray got killed off you know well the first time she got killed off (laughs) yeah please (laughs) specify (laughs) the times (laughs) so it's like you know you get swept up easily you know no you're talking
0: to the right person i i had a cat growing up around i got a, a cat while i was reading the phoenix saga and thus, oh. my cat's name was Phoenix. So I had hey, a God. cat grown-up named Phoenix. So I understand getting swept up in that.
1: Well, so, you know, I've, it's always been a part of me in one fashion or another. Mm-hmm. And I collect them left and right. But, you know, when it got more than a dollar or two, I stopped. Holy yeah. hell, dude, right? Like, these
0: books, some of these books, like, and don't get me wrong. I I understand. You know, I want the artists and the mm-hmm. writers to be paid i would like for marvel and dc to take less mm-hmm. of a cut off of some of these and give it to their artists and in writers
1: but, but it, it is
0: it is <laughs> it's tough to like when they're so little when, you know like you get 30 pages or whatever it is for mm-hmm. almost five dollars now for some of these comics
1: right like, or like a couple of years ago when they used to push the whole variant covers yeah and then yeah for yeah for people with ocd that's got to be a nightmare yeah, I mean, come on, you're you're doing exact same magazine for the exact same price, except mm-hmm. you just changed the cover. I'm like, you can't do that. So that really turned me off the comics. And then as sometimes a they'll do like like twice in a month. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just it's it's it's
0: hard. I mean, I I understand why people are have been and continue to just pick up trades. It seems yeah. more cost effective, and, and it, I get it's it.
1: It's binge watching, but for reading. Yeah. So I'm not. going to So, gonna are wait. you still
0: doing? Um, are you still are you still a physical comic book reader, or are you moved in with the digital comics?
1: I'm both, but only through the library. Okay.
0: So what, I'm what not What platform really... do you guys use? Are you guys using Hoopla or what do you guys use?
1: Hoopla Digital. Yep. And we saying. also have Overdrive, but Overdrive the collection is it's horrendous. Serious. I um.
0: I don't even know if I should say this or if Overdrive's gonna use their extensive power to shut me down. Whatever. Come at me, come at me, Overdrive. <laughs> um Overdrive not, like they don't have a whole lot to choose from to begin with. hmm And then what they do have tends to be only available as a PDF file. Right. Or the ones that people would actually want are only available as a Kindle file file. Mm. So one, if anyone knows how digital books are priced for libraries already, you know that they're super expensive, way more than they would be for normal people. Mm-hmm. There's limits on them as far as how often you can have, like, you know, if there's a...
1: One license at a
0: time. One li- Well, yeah, there's the one license at a time. Plus, there's... Some of them are after 50 checkouts or after 25 checkouts or whatever, oh. 60, Some, if you're lucky then you have to buy the license again some All of them there. yeah some of them work with like a 2 year period after 2 years you have to buy it regardless of checkouts depending so like that same that same rules those same rules apply to these comics as well so you're already overpaying for something you have it only for a limited time and then on top of that you're limited by device like only kindle users can mm-hmm. use this or only people with the access to read pdfs and like reading a pdf is a, a comic that version sucks. of a pdf is is a disaster mm-hmm. so overdrive has in my opinion and no I, I love overdrive for audiobooks i use them for audiobooks i'm, yeah, not, I'm not dumping on them here but they have miles to go mm-hmm. in the in the comic book field hoopla though on the other hand hoopla's do it great i love hoopla's yeah, i'm I'm,
1: re- I'm rereading the batman dark uh the nightfall series oh yeah and i'm like 600 pages starting over again and
0: i'm loving it again yeah, yeah i made a slightly inebriated plea last last podcast for a hoopla to sponsor us so i'm not saying anything bad about hoopla i'm still hoping they'll listen to that one day
1: somebody's no, just gonna stumble out. on
0: it and be like there's a drunk man saying we should sponsor his podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's. Do it. We always take advice from people who are
1: drinking and podcasting. Why not? But there's more things you could do. For the library, I, I think because of budgetary concerns, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have the money for years ago. But this is a great resource because we can't afford X amount of copies for everybody yeah. on The Walking Dead again or you know, another retelling of Superman number one all over again. Yeah. So at least it kind of helps supplements the back, uh, the backlog of stuff that you should have, but you know what? You don't, may not have the space, you may not have the money, but this is a good alternative yeah. and to Hoopla, buy physical properties.
0: Depending on your fiscal theory of life, I guess, your mm-hmm. political view on how libraries should purchase things for their libraries, hoopla for those who may not know hoopla is a pay as you go pretty much so you pay per checkout with with those things so if it's something that never moves you you have it like you buy like the the big bundle of it like whatever mm-hmm. they have as far as comics is what you get you don't have to pick and choose it's basically all dc pretty much and with some um i d w comics thrown in there as well mm-hmm. there might be some others that I'm missing, but it's mostly d c vertigo and i d w right um and it's basically every time a patron checks it out, I don't know what the price point is i think
1: but, it might be like a, even a dollar a checkout
0: I yeah think. it's not i don't think it's it's breaking the bank, but as opposed to buying uh what's you know twenty dollar graphic novel and mm-hmm. then it never moving spending you know per checkout might not you know it obviously you have to look at your stats and figure out what's best for your library but to me i think it's it's a pretty sound investment and especially for me as a digital comic book lover Uh between hoopla and and comiXology man that's i'm i'm set in life now
1: no, and, and you, cause a couple episodes you did on the X-Files, and mm-hmm. I forget who you were talking to, your co-host at the time. Mm-hmm. She had read the X-Files Season 10, yeah. Volume 1, and mm-hmm. it was on Hoopla, so yeah. I got to read that based mm-hmm. on your recommendation. So I actually got to enjoy that just because it was still available. Exactly, it wasn't yeah. at any branch. So. And that was for those—that's a great segue.
0: I'll go ahead and plug this now. I'm sure I'll plug <laughs> it again when I'm recording my, my bumpers for the show. Sure. sure. Um, we are going to be doing a recap of the X Files revival. So Caitlin, our our expert, will be back, and most likely um, my friend Amanda will be joining us as well, who's also a huge X Files fan. So if you did enjoy our X Files episode, I know we uh, we were no Kumal Nanjiani, but hey, we we can't be as great as him. But if you want some library, you know, specific take on X Files, like. Uh-huh. Like Monty just said, check out a couple episodes ago. We did um, an X Files episode, and in a couple weeks, we'll be doing a recap as well, which I'm super excited for. I'm super excited to rewatch them all as well, and that's going to be fun.
1: So, yeah, I did the first, almost completed the first season all over again. And I remember the first time, I'm like, it's Tombs. He's yeah, back. <laughs> I know. I started, I'm so excited. I started
0: my, I started a rewatch of the X Files. Sorry if this is rehashing for anybody. No, I, think, okay. I don't even know if I talked about this before. <laughs> so I started a, a rewatch before they announced the X Files was coming back. I mm-hmm. was just like, I had like a couple years ago, Amazon put the entire collection of X Files right. on sale, like one of those mm-hmm. daily deals, and I'm like, right, yes, okay. please, yes, please. <laughs> like I had to stop myself from ordering five copies for some reason. I'm like, you don't need that many. Just calm down. You can't watch more than one disc at a time. So. I had all the DVDs, and I know they're on Netflix, but I'm still a guy who will pop in a DVD if I have it. So mm-hmm. I, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, man, I started this rewatch. F- Caitlin, who is a coworker of mine who hadn't watched the X-Files, I was watching. And then the X-Files Files podcast I had discovered. So I started talking to another coworker and and her fiancé kind of started getting into X-Files. So all these people around her were getting into X-Files. So then oh. she started watching. She got sucked in and just like blew past me like <laughs> i had been watching Arya for months and she right. just blew past me man so like yeah i enjoyed the rewatch i i am enjoying for the most part the revival i don't know
1: yeah how other except are for i would say this last episode the babylon episode which was a weird mix i wasn't sure if i should be laughing out loud or like yeah uh, Okay. there is a lot oh. of cringeworthy moments
0: as far as their handling of Muslims goes yeah um, as a huge lover of David Duchovny I did not mind him having his acid trip and dancing around to Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> I thought it was hilarious I was right. like it's fine I don't care it went on a little too long I think mm-hmm. and became, but there was a of gunman but and how many people are angry that that's That's how The Lone Gunman came back. Mm -hmm.
1: Just that one shot. But whatever, (laughs) it works. Yeah, but if you want to see them, get the the graphic novel. Yeah, they're still, as Caitlin told us, (laughs) I
0: haven't read it yet. So as as Monty's telling us now and Caitlin told us a couple episodes ago, The Lone Gunman are still alive, technically, in the comic book world. So check them out on Hoopla or your library Mm -hmm. or wherever you can. So real quick before you start Mm -hmm. promoting all of your fun stuff sure any other books you'd like to recommend we've talked about sculptor walking dead saga little x-files throw in there
1: um i i just finished also uh, this is an old book but this is the first time i've read it was red sun oh, by mark millar i hate superman but i love that book it's such <laughs> a good book well, I'm always a, b- a big fan of DC's Elseworld and, mm-hmm. of course, Marvel's What If yeah. in the back, the early days, not the whole revamped stuff. Uh-huh. But it, I love alternate stories like that. So yeah, yeah, I had no problems with Superman being Russian and all this. So, oh, because so that's good. also something that I would like to do is move into moving um, myself into writing for comics. Mm-hmm. And I've I have something similar to that not necessarily an elseworld story, but it's kind of like a new take on the world's finest mm. using an old classic book cool. as a back... Yeah, that's, yeah,
0: those are the... I love those things. I mean, the people who run the TV shows they have right now, like Flash and mm-hmm. Arrow, they're so good at finding such like obscure old characters mm-hmm. and making them like
1: relevant again, you know, like it's so No so Golden out. Age Flash. Yeah. Jake Garrick Oh yeah. my God. When I saw that helmet in the end know, of first like, season. Like oh, no. I dropped a brick. <laughs> yeah, like, no way. This is what they're doing. You're kidding. Like I yeah. I
0: was telling my daughter I can't tell him, I don't remember how many times I told my daughter when they went to Gorilla City mm-hmm. I was like Am I is Gorilla City on my TV right now? I live in a world yeah. where they went to Gorilla City on Television,
1: yeah.
0: a network television, yeah, like a live-action show has grad. Like what is happening in the world? Like I was just losing my mind in the best way possible, <laughs> as
1: I often and, and that's to the, the best. Flash. Yeah, it's the best moment right now to be a geek and a right. nerd oh that God. loves comics. <laughs> what what a time! What a time to be alive, as the kids say, <laughs>
0: as Drake and the kids say. <laughs> damn canadians damn Canadians coming in <laughs> stealing our kids and our music that's where we need to build a wall anyway
1: <laughs> there we go wrong border yeah you north. look in the wrong
0: direction trump all right anyway okay so we've hinted at it we've hinted at it long enough you are also a podcaster so tell us yes. about your podcast where we can find you all that fun stuff tell the tell the people more about monty when he's not in the library
1: oh that's such a long
0: story (laughs) focus on focus on the parts that the um, good parts that won't get us shut down
1: (laughs) oh man i have to edit some more now (laughs) um so (laughs) so in a nutshell i i started um before actually library school i was working on my master's and i actually had an mba working on this project creating my podcast. So in 2006, I started working on the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. And basically, it was kind of like um, part of my final project in which I did a marketing idea of talking about sci-fi and how to market this and make it a go. So of course, nothing ever happens because once you have kids, that kind of changes the dynamics of, the, of stuff. But mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who I've known for over 20 years, So i worked with at Borders, I got him to be my co-host, and we've been doing podcasts since then. And basically, in a nutshell, I try to do at least one show each week, lasting about 20 to 30 minutes, and I pick three topics of sci-fi news that you should know about what's going on, and I give you my take on that. Now, the longer shows in which my co-host, Mr. Gene, is on... That's when we get into the more raunchy stuff. Raunchy in a sense of we kind of curse and let our hair down, which I have none. But yeah, you get the idea. We 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 let it
0: all hang out. Basically, what time. what I do every other week. Like I really should not mm-hmm. curse as much
1: as I do. But sorry about that, people <laughs> who listen. No, but the, the perfect example was um, the Force Awakens. He loved it. I hated it. Whoa. And whoa, 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 whoa. as <laughs> yeah. So wait a second. You hated
0: the Force Awakens. How did you hate the Force Awakens? Look, and, you, and you can I feel waited. free to say, go ahead and listen to the podcast for your full response. But let's no, no. Let's, no I let's could get I some could. of this.
1: No, but the the initial reaction was that i've seen this before you've changed it a little bit mm-hmm. and you dare to call this a new star wars movie okay. that's what really pissed me off more than anything else okay so you so, didn't like the fan service then you didn't like the fact that they're like hey we took everything you loved
0: and we gave it to you again but uh, that's like, exactly what styled. my
1: co-host said mm-hmm. and i'm like no that's crap <laughs> that is re- it, it, it Again, you would have to listen to my podcast, but mm-hmm. it was don't give away. Let the people come to no, it. No, Let's no, not no. Away I know. too much. <laughs> no, but in fairness, I watched it again. Mm-hmm. I let it simmer away all the hatred. <laughs> I let go mm-hmm. of the hatred because there was still good inside of me. And you didn't go completely I to it. the dark side. <laughs> but in fairness, I did enjoy it the second time around. Okay. So i didn't like you hate didn't, it you didn't much. get all misty-eyed i i kid you not i think
0: i saw it no th- i saw it twice I was I think, in
1: on the trailer seeing hearing han chewie we're home, we're home. oh I know. and what that happened i was like all I right know. so do something yeah
0: and i'm my, I'm not gonna lie bro i got both times i went i went twice i went twice oh, and i this, even the second time i'm like i'm not i'm not crying screw you guys i don't know no. what you're talking about these aren't my eyes aren't watery. You're foolish. I got popcorn so in my eye. Empty. It was so empty in me. Yes. I don't know why. Huh. Hey, I. but see, this is the thing. Like, I, can, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I see where you're coming from, and I completely get it. I don't know if it's just, like, if I was just at the point where I'm like, George Lucas isn't doing this, and I don't care, I'm going to love it. Because. He's not doing it. <laughs> he's not doing it. So it's got to be better than those goddamn prequels. But. Right. I, I, I will that's... say I was hesitant going into it because I do not trust J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked the first Star Trek he did. The second one was OK. Yes.
1: It was OK. Second one was uh, uh, that's another sore bone yeah, to pick. Like, if I were a bigger if
0: I were a bigger Star Trek fan than I am, I'm sure I would have hated it.
1: Then you would love my podcast because <laughs> I want a such a rant on him because it was abysmal. But, Talk about the lack of fan service. Yeah, I was, tried to do something that failed miserably. Yeah,
0: everyone wants Khan and you give them to him in the worst way possible, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, with with me, with J.J. J. Abrams, it actually goes even before, like, I stopped watching Lost. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't trust J.J. J. Abrams dating <laughs> back to Lost at this point. Like, I don't care. Wow. You, I had to stop after, like, it took me a couple seasons. I'm like, this is a train to nowhere i am stuck see i, I got on that click. train
1: late maybe that I would get on a it difference. late yeah maybe but by know. that time i saw him directing mission impossible 3 which i loved mm-hmm. i hated super eight which was like you're, no, you're yeah, doing had, a brand new story and like yeah I had no time oh, for what i prefer no. chronicle to super eight
0: which I assume are basically. Oh my the god, Chronicles was awesome! Yeah, they're the same yeah. movie as far, but one is
1: good and the other one's just <laughs> mediocre. So yeah, it it was. It, there was no way this movie could have failed one way or another. I mean, Phantom Menace made a ton lot of money, but it wasn't good. It's because no. Star Wars fans wanted something new. Yeah, and they got something new. Oh, they did. So,
0: but then I, mean, I guess the lesson. The lesson. The filmmakers took from the prequels was, they don't want anything new. They want, they want Star Wars, over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. So we have to find a way to do it where it seems new enough. Mm -hmm. But it's just basically Star Wars. And I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yes, please. Yes, please.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you know, Star Trek for the most part. Made its mark on T- on TVs and then moved to the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, books were always big for them. After yeah. Return of the Jedi, there was nothing for Star Wars until we no. got aired the Empire series by Zahn. Yeah, and then stuff exploded after that with the books. But then all that doesn't make a difference because Disney just does, does not acknowledge that yeah, canon Disney, anymore. Disney threw that out. So. which is fine. You know, it, it's a blank slate, you know, kind of like the J.J. J. Abrams Star Trek universe. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of the exact same emotion. So, yeah, it, so. it's fine, but it, it's one of those I get very passionate about stuff like that. Okay. Because so I that's a little stuff. taste. That's a little taste <laughs> of <to> your podcast. <laughs> um, and then on aside from that, I also do a library blog like you do. Now, okay. I haven't done as many as you have um, just because, you know, between working and doing podcasting and trying to do a blog and do other things in between i'm gonna be honest with
0: you i don't recall the last time i've seen my family so i understand where you're coming from
1: you have a family
0: what is that like i know (laughs) i I don't i wish i could tell you what it's like i'm pretty sure there's divorce papers waiting for me somewhere in this house (laughs) between the podcasts i do now and everything like i would not be surprised to find just like my family has left like i'm just in an empty house this whole time (laughs) exactly so when did that happen? All right. Yeah. Guess I'm so, sad and lonely now.
1: <laughs> so that, this podcast is actually called uh, Page 49. Okay. And that's a reference to the stamp that's in the book in our library system is on page 49. Oh. So the, the goal there was, again, using the library as a resource and using... Something to as a launch point to learn about something or to mm-hmm. talk about something, and the perfect example, which is similar to what you're doing with graphic novels, um, I started last year talking about the movie The Interview and how North Korea was going to kill us and all this. Mm-hmm. But there was a graphic novel called Pyongyang by Guy Delisle mm-hmm. that was going to be made by uh, I think it was I think it was Sony, but. Steve Carell was all set to go, but they canceled because of all the fallouts. So, I started to read the graphic novel, and that started the ball rolling to learn about what is the story about North Korea. So, I used the library as a resource with a graphic novel, I looked at documentaries, and then learned something about North Korea that makes perfect sense. I mean, sure, they're batshit crazy, but really. <laughs> but when you understand where they're coming from and yeah. why they're acting the way they are now mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense so that was the one thing that I wanted to use this podcast for is to learn something new that you never thought about before yeah so that sounds really good, good. Yeah. so again that graphic novel and seeing what this movie could have been with Steve Carell mm-hmm. would have been perfect That's yeah. if he like Steve Carell's humor and his delivery it read exactly like him reading this graphic novel that's cool so so, and I did an interview with Amy S. King, who was a teen author who came to my branch one uh, time on the, on the beach, and I got to interview her. So I'm looking to keep pushing that in the exact same kind of fashion, what you're doing with graphic novels, but mm-hmm. more like other things that we can do with the library and discuss things like that. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there,
0: I, I love the idea of there be more library podcasts, because first of all, as a librarian and as somebody who knows mm-hmm almost only librarians at this point in my life um (laughs) we love podcasts like librarians love to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. and if there's one thing i know about librarians and i say this with all due respect we love to hear about ourselves we love to hear about (laughs) libraries we love to hear about what other libraries are doing we love to be Mm -hmm. up to date with with libraries so th- it's a great market. Like I-, I did not know prior to launching this podcast that there was mm-hmm. another podcast about libraries and comics and comics. Right. I know that now. I'm not going to mention them because <laughs> I secretly hate them. No, I'm just kidding. They're a great podcast. Too. I'm still not going to mention them, though. Um, <laughs> but just because there's another one, I-, I-, I guarantee you, if you know what podcast I'm talking about, you know very well if you're listening to this one and you listen to the other one. We are nothing alike. First, they're way more professional than I am. There you go. Like, not just like in quali- not just in sound quality, but like they don't just drop an f bomb randomly in the middle of their podcast and <laughs> completely ruin the chance they have of ever being taken seriously in the library right. community. But, but there's a place for all of it. There's a place for people like me who will be like, let's yeah. talk honestly about libraries, and if you need to curse a little bit, hey. There's a reason That's where it. we give first names and try not to mention what libraries we work at. Like mm-hmm. we don't want anyone to mistake the fact that we're not we're not being paid right. I'm not being paid right now, and Monty's no. not being paid right now. Like we are not representing mm-hmm. the libraries we work for. We're representing people who absolutely love libraries, and it, most people who spent the money and the time to get a library degree absolutely love libraries. And if you're going to podcast, like they say, podcast about what you know, podcast about what you love. So, if you are a librarian out there and you have something, like, I'm sure there's plenty of room out there for people to talk about, like, you, like you're like you doing with sci-fi, or like you're doing here, Like it sounds like a great idea. Using your podcast to talk about, you want to know more about a certain subject? Well, the library is a great resource, and using uh-huh. different library resources to find out more about a topic is a great idea. It's... It sounds wonderful. So if you're listening out there and you think you want to make a podcast, first of all, it sounds like a great idea at first. And then you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Do I really want to record a podcast right now? But if you really want to record a podcast and you work for a library, I guarantee you there's already something you can talk about right there. So
1: it's, right, it's great I, that's I've, great. I've been pushing that as well, like for the Florida Team Network. Yes, um, in which is an organization that we're trying to spread the word about the library services in general, just amongst ourselves mm-hmm. about services like this. To do a podcast that costs next to nothing, it doesn't, and what you can bring to that. In which we live in a society in which we all we do is just consume mm-hmm. content. So. That's fine, but let's do something with that content, yeah. and let's add some perspective on that content, and that's your podcast right there. Right there. So whatever that is, whatever that subject that you are, you love to talk about. If it's going to be knitting, then you can talk about hey, knitting on. I your guarantee
0: podcasts. you, you'll be you'll beat my. If you're going to do a podcast about libraries and knitting, guarantee uh-huh. you you're beating my podcast right now. Like you already got more listeners than I do. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, every librarian who's into something there's also tons of other librarians into that thing so reach right. them and by reaching them you're also going to reach other people there are people who listen to my show that
1: aren't librarians so and i learned a hell of a lot you from you just listen to your stuff and I'm like well, oh my don't God, i don't learn anything from me
0: so that's very surprising <laughs> i i well, appreciate I can the listen compliment. to yourself <laughs> i appreciate the compliment i am terrified that therapy no i'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you very much so before we go Again, mm-hmm. his your podcast, Monty's podcast, are Monsters of Sci-Fi and Page 49. Right. And everything, hit, links to the podcast, links to the books you recommended, and anything else we talked about on the show that is linkable will be up on the website, librariansassemble.com, under the show, na- show notes area of the page. You can find all the fun stuff we talked about. Monty, anything else you'd like to say before we... Call it quits this evening.
1: No, it, it's been a pleasure. It's James. Been great. I, mean, oh, it, I knew it was going to be good. I knew it. it it's one you, of those. Award winning. <laughs> no, well, I had to make that award for you. But honestly, the minute I heard your first podcast, I'm like, I got you immediately because it's the exact same kind of thinking about the kind of comics you read. And I'm like, I can be that guy, you know, <laughs> and you're a great resource and you're sharing that information. Oh, and so that's much. what hopefully seriously, author librarians need to be picked up on what you're offering because not everyone has time to read as much as we all do.
0: Yes, but and that's so – again, I'm, I, I really do appreciate the compliment. But I think what really – what the, the greatest resources on this podcast are not me. I do not read enough. I don't even do – a whole lot of programs related to comic books at my library. It's people like like you who come on with all these other great things you've done. Like I think that's what makes this podcast. And if it, if this podcast is enjoyable at all, it's because people come on here who've actually done really fun stuff. And I've been so lucky to get get great guests. And my occasional co-host Angel, who works at a local lo- local comic shop, I am blessed to have been awarded people like that around me so thank you thank anyone who's been on the show before because the fact that this show has any audience is not because of me i <laughs> promise you wholeheartedly it is not because of me <laughs> i'm me. sure I people fast like. forward through the parts where i'm talking and go right to <laughs> let's let's get to where the good stuff is but thank you monty i really do appreciate it You're welcome. thank you for being on the show and oh, cool. go out with blast. people and make it happen man all right that's the end of our show be sure to come back in two weeks we'll be joined once again by our expert caitlin this time we'll be discussing the x-files revival in much greater detail we'll be recapping the new season seeing what was good seeing unfortunately what was bad Or maybe we'll just ignore all the bad stuff and focus on the positive. Either way, be sure to check it out. In the meantime, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, until next time, take care.